Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 225 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm actually here by myself today. Lockdown has finally caught up with us, and despite all of our best efforts, the plans we laid out and everything relating to whatever we could have done, there just wasn't enough time to fit everything in. I guess it was going to happen sooner or later, but it means I am recording this on Tuesday evening, very, very last minute. So I'm going to try and do my best. It's been a while since I've done one of these shows by myself, so um, it's going to be interesting. Bear with me, though, because I've got a really interesting topic for today's episode, the importance of music. And it's going to be done from, I guess, a pretty personal perspective. And I'd like to take you on this journey with me as I run through various games and the music that stood out to me. Before we do, though, it's time to shout out our Patreon executive producers. And I'm going to kick things off with Chris Morales, Michael Graham, Barry Norton, Thorin Bullen, Fayez Bilal, Lewis James, Zach Duranto, Rachel Casterton, Zelda Clone, Darren Matthews, Joseph Robertson, Ryzen, Alex and Rachel Troutman, Billy Jackson, Miles Ribbons, Chris Pope, Freya Stella, Tom Hughes, Jan Potato, Noah Luttrell, Mitch Elliott, Sam Ennis, Tim Michael Verne, Joshua Johnson, Lauren Luscombe, and last but not least, Chris Willis. So today's topic was actually inspired by an interview I was watching recently that was conducted with uh, Yoshinori Kitaze, Noboru Uematsu, and Hironobu Sakaguchi. And it was conducted by the Edamame Arcade channel on YouTube, who were, I don't know if they're still active now, but they were a channel sponsored by Square Enix, so they got access to all these great creators. They were talking about various things relating to Final Fantasy VII in the build-up to one of the Bra Bra concerts, I think. But one of the things from the interview that really stuck out to me was when they were talking about the opening cutscene. So this was a very different approach for music than they had done before. And because they were using full motion graphics in a completely different way than they had ever done before, it was really, um, I guess, nice for Uematsu to be able to try and put music to designated cutscenes. And uh, Kitaze and Sakaguchi, who had flown over from Hawaii, came to Uematsu's studio to listen to the music he had composed for the opening cutscene. And apparently, all Sakaguchi said in response was, very good, in English apparently, and then just walked out. And that was it. And Uematsu said that from that moment on, he knew that the, the approach that he was taking, the, the instrumentation he was going to use, the tone, everything was fine. And he felt... He, and he gained a lot of confidence about what he was doing. And Kataze had said that when he listened to that music, the score, it made everything feel so much more real. Like they'd been working on the game for a very long time. Obviously, they'd been working on the cutscene and everything relating to it. But the music was the thing that brought out the emotion and it made him think, yes, this is, this is Final Fantasy VII. And just listening to them talk about that made me think back to some of my own experiences. Obviously, I've never been in the position that they were talking about. But I think when you're playing the game for the first time, there are definitely experiences that will stand out to you that you can recall more quickly than others that just had a massive influence on you. And of course, the music plays a prominent part in that. And to me, it's really fascinating. I when I was doing the kind of outline for this, because I actually had to do a bit more prep work since I'm talking 
by myself, it was really fascinating to me to see which pieces of music really stood out for me. And I'm not just talking about the ones that everyone classifies as popular and the ones that get the most views on YouTube and the ones that always get shouted out at the Distant World concerts. I was talking about the ones that, like, when I challenged myself to say, okay, Final Fantasy VII, which is the piece of music that you remember the quickest? Which one is the one that just really calls out to you? And when I did that for each of the different games, the the answers I got back were quite interesting. And then I started to think about, okay, so why? Why is that the piece that really just jumps out to me more than any of the others? Because I know from listening to the soundtracks for years on repeat that there are certain tracks that I just really love. And there are ones that have like really high production value, ones that have fantastic melodies and there are different uh, and there are definitely pieces of music that go along with scenes but why was it that certain pieces of music just really called out to me more than others and also i noticed that as i went through the type of song that um that i recalled was quite different so with final fantasy 7 um i would imagine that if if anyone's doing this exercise with me and and please do because i would love to hear what choices you pick but the piece of music from Final Fantasy VII that stood out to me more than anything else was Judgment Day. Now, I don't really know why Judgment Day is the piece of music that I can just recall instantly when I think about Final Fantasy VII, because there are so many fantastic tracks. There's Opening Bombing Mission, which would have been the first thing I'd heard in the game. One Winged Angel, which obviously has amazing, amazing recognition and reach. Everyone heralds it as the greatest track ever even if i don't personally hold that opinion but you know the both of the boss musics Aerith's theme tifa's theme there are so many the main theme even there are so many different pieces of music that i guess would be expected for me to recall but judgment day is the one that always just i, I don't know why it just it's just there Whenever I think about a fantastic piece of music from Final Fantasy VII, it's just Judgment Day is the one that always comes to mind, even if it's one that would probably have people just going, huh, Judgment Day, really? And when I started to think about like, why Judgment Day, why is Judgment Day the piece of music that, that I can recall? I think it's because maybe subconsciously, it was the first time where I started to notice uh, thematic elements developing in a soundtrack. Because up until that point, I'd I'd enjoyed the music in, in games, especially from the, the Mega Drive era. Some of those games had fantastic music, like Streets of Rage, Yuzo Koshiro did a fantastic, um, did a fantastic job. Um, Nakamura did an amazing job on the Sonic soundtracks. But like even Road Rash, I remember the mo- music from Road Rash pretty vividly. When I'm thinking about the Final Fantasy music, it was obviously a very different style of music that I was used to. Um, there was a lot more emotion in the music and there was, I'd say, a lot more thematic nuances. Like you could really feel within the music what the visuals were trying to represent. Like Uematsu did an amazing job of encapsulating what the music was trying to do and tying that up with what was happening on the scene. And that could have been a character theme it could have been a location theme it could have been um, a motivation thing like you're in a battle like it just did a fantastic job and I think with Judgment Day obviously it's what plays when you're descending down the northern crater or the north crater um, it's kind of like the 
the um, the road down to the unknown. You have no idea what's going to be at the end. Obviously, you know Sephiroth, but it's like the the point of no return, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But I guess what really stuck out to me, and I, I remember having the discussions about this, which I've spoken about in the podcast before, where I I just noticed that Eris theme was playing in the background. And back then when I played the game, Eris' death didn't really have a huge impact on me. I wasn't too bothered because I didn't use her as a character. I didn't feel very invested in her either from a plot perspective. But I think when I heard the the music being played in that in that way, it really brought things back to me um, and made me remember and reminisce about her involvement in the game. And maybe it didn't really, or I guess maybe the reason why it did that to me is because it actually took me a long time to get from Eris' death to that sequence in the game. Um, and that was because I had all the problems with um, the game crashing all the time, not having the the discs available. There are many reasons why it took me a long time to progress uh, as far as I did. But I feel like, yeah, Judgment Day probably stands out to me because of the use of thematic elements. And I'd never really felt, maybe I'm just doing myself a disservice, but I don't think I'd really noticed that before within the game soundtrack that one piece of music referenced another one. Obviously, that's, I think it's called a, a leitmotif. Um, where like a certain theme goes through a soundtrack, but I hadn't really paid attention to that happening before. And Judgment Day was the one where I was just like, "Ah, oh, that's that's Eris theme in there. Maybe that's maybe that means something, or maybe I'm supposed to be um, remembering like the sacrifice she made to be able to get me to this point." So yeah, that's that's uh, my Final Fantasy VII track, which I am sure will be interesting to some of you. For Final Fantasy VIII. The track that stands out to me should be pretty clear to some of you, but it's the landing. It had a huge influence on me uh, in terms of my life, really. Um, For some reason, that track, um, more than any other in any video game, just made me sit and just notice it. I had always loved the the gaming. I'd always loved music and gaming and, and really kind of resonated with it like it and and just kind of it flowed through me i just i got really absorbed into it but only in the context of playing the game like i could i knew all of the sonic music i could hum it like it just was kind of just ingrained in my brain because it was so addictive but when i heard the landing i just it was the first time where i didn't want to play the game i just wanted to stand there and just let squall just just look into the distance just on the top of the staircase i even remember where i did it yeah it's like just you come off the beach you go up the staircase and it's just that little um that little passage before you go through the archway or the little landing landing um before the archway literally just had squall stop there and listen to this uh piece of music because it repeated really well obviously the the the, the first part didn't repeat when you're going across the the water but the the bit from the loop, I just I was just so entranced by that loop bit, just the way that all of the different elements layered on top of each other and the different harmonies there were. And I'd been playing the piano on and off for a very long time, self-taught. I'd never had a music lesson in my life. Um, and when I was like really young, my friend and I used to try and teach ourselves how to play certain things like the Beverly Hills Cop theme and 
Um, but it had never really been too advanced. It might just be trying to figure out the melody and then you might try and figure out a bit of the bass line. And if you're really advanced, then you might try and combine the two. But never really before had I put too much attention into it. I just kind of dabbled around with things and just didn't really um, take it too seriously. But when I heard the landing, I was just like, there was something in me that just decided, you need to learn how to play this. And around this time, like, the internet wasn't that prevalent. So it, I didn't have access to any sheet music or anything like that. And I just, I like painstakingly, just from listening to the track on repeat in the background in my room on my TV, which must have driven my parents absolutely crazy. I just piece by piece, just figured out the different notes that needed to play. And I kind of taught myself how to play with with both hands at the same time as well, just because I was so hell-bent on learning how to play this piece of music and I don't know what specifically it was about this piece of music that made me want to do that but it just when I think of the eight soundtrack which again has some really great pieces of music and also had thematic elements going all the way through it the landing is the one that just really sticks out for me. Final Fantasy 9 is uh is quite a different one. Uh, I think I was in a very different part of my life when I played Final Fantasy IX, even though it only came out, I think, a year, maybe just over a bit a year later than Final Fantasy VIII. I just, the game didn't resonate with me quite as much as I was hoping it would. Like I, Final Fantasy VII, um, I didn't know about it before I played it and I kind of gradually got into it and then I, I fell in love with it. But Final Fantasy VIII, I was just so desperate to get it and, and it, it delivered on everything for me at that time. But Final Fantasy IX, when I was playing it, it just didn't it didn't suck me in in the same way. And I still persevered through it though because I wanted to to give it the benefit of the doubt. But the track that really stood out to me was You're Not Alone. Like of all the pieces of music, and I know that this one is a bit more of a popular choice, um, but I think the reason it stuck out to me was just the emotional state. And I, I must have been about sort of 15, 16 uh, around the time I was playing Final Fantasy IX. So I would have been going through a range of emotions as a um, as a teenager. Um, and maybe that was the scene where I just... Eyes on Me affected me emotionally and I think, as I said, many of the older soundtracks were just kind of there as as um, things to drive you on and, and motivate you. So Final Fantasy introduced me to different ranges of emotions within music. Like I just, I'd, I'd obviously listened to film music for a long time, but never really been emotionally affected by that either. Eyes on Me was probably, the, I think, the first time that I had um, shed a tear at an entertainment property. But You're Not Alone really drove a different type of emotion that I don't think I'd really felt before um, when looking at something or, or playing a game. And it was just that that kind of guttural anger. I, I don't really know how to describe it. Obviously, like certain games would make you upset and rage if you were, hadn't been able to achieve what you wanted to. But if it's somehow Uematsu managed to, with You're Not Alone, just really channel this just kind of i don't know that what the emotion would be just uh, uncaring um just kind of angsty just basically how he just did this amazing job of encapsulating how zidane felt in that moment and making the player feel exactly the same 
way. And going through that particular sequence just blew me away more than any other part of that game just because of how it made you feel. And just at like the flip of a switch, you were perfectly okay to... And and I was like well behind Zidane treating the other characters in the way that he did just because I was really like spurred on by this music. I don't think I really comprehended the story and what was happening in that particular sequence at the time. But I knew based on the how the music made me feel that everything was was fine and I should have been feeling this way and Zidane should have been feeling that way. That's probably a really bad way of explaining it. But I feel like, yeah, maybe that piece sticks out to me just because it made me feel something that I wasn't expecting to feel. Final Fantasy X is an interesting one. Uh, obviously, it was the first soundtrack that Uematsu did not compose exclusively. So he pulled in Hamwazu and Nakano. And I know that in the past, I've really extolled the virtues of Attack, pretty random piece of music to to have as one of my favorites. But Attack is is definitely the one of the pieces, or Assault is also called, the one where they're basically raiding the, the wedding on the top of uh, Bavel. And... But I'm not. I didn't pick that one. Even even it's where I was, I was wrestling with my brain actually because I it's the piece of music that I would say is the one I I like the most and I've got a bit of an obsession with it. But someday the dream will end was was really the piece of music that 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 just stood out to me uh, when I when I searched deeper into my soul as opposed to using my brain. <laughs> And I was trying to then think about why that piece of music stood out to me. And I think it might be because of the balance it represents. It's a bit of a strange one, but it's like, obviously it plays when you're on the, again, on the kind of home stretch going into Zanakin's and you've had some of the story revelations and it just has like a calmness to it. But I feel as though the song actually has so many different levels and layers to it like there's there's quiet moments there's moments where it's really intense not in terms of like the the tempo or the percussion or anything it's just intense with how how broad the strings are and how they're harmonizing with each other and again it was another piece where i i didn't go as crazy as i did with the landing but i was i was really just kind of drawn into it wanting to 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 figure out how to play it just but it was too complicated for me. I feel like it was too. The landing was quite simple because it was it had, it had quite simple melodies that were just layered on top of each other. You could easily do with two hands. But I think someday the dream was end. It was like yeah, sure you can still do it as a piece of music in terms of it's got a single melody and you it has chords that are being played that underlie everything. But there are too many different parts and components going on in that song. Um, but I just feel like the the balance, the way that everything blends together and kind of ebbs and flows that to me defines what final fantasy 10 is it's it's such a a game that has a it's a game that has such a range of emotions like you're you're put on a massive emotional roller coaster throughout all of that and there are like real highs and lows there there are points when there's there's tons of things going on and but it still feels calm. There's like a balance to everything. You know, maybe that's why that that piece sticks out to me because it it probably I don't know if it if it's a good thing to say, but I f- I feel it represents 
Final Fantasy X perhaps more than any of the other pieces in the game. Since then, though, I feel as though Final Fantasy went through a big transition. Um, obviously, it, 10-2 came out, and I have a very strange relationship with that soundtrack. But it was like another six years, or five or six years until Final Fantasy twelve came out. And that soundtrack just didn't resonate with me whatsoever. Um, I mean, I've talked about that in the past many, many years ago and, and not so much recently, but it just Sakamoto's work, I really liked it in some I, I really like Sakamoto's work in some games, but for Final Fantasy twelve, it just didn't. And the sad thing is, and I guess the scary thing is, that when I think about the soundtrack in the same way that I have done for all the other games, I cannot for the life of me think of any track off the top of my head. Like it's just like a blank slate. I there's like a hundred tracks on that soundtrack and nothing stands out to me as something that I particularly care about or that like ties me to a certain scene. Like it just, it's weirdly not, it's like the soundtrack just wasn't there. And I know that's a really, really harsh critique and a harsh thing to say, but when going through this exercise, it just, I don't know why, but the Final Fantasy XII soundtrack just, it doesn't have that connection to me. It didn't go that step beyond of the service it's there to provide. I know it's a really great soundtrack in terms of accompanying what's going on, but it didn't it didn't go that step beyond to connect with me on another level. And I don't know why that was. I know there are, again, I know there are pieces of music on the soundtrack that are good. Um, Uruk Village is one I really like. I think there's one called Destiny as well. That's good. Um, people like Ash's theme, and for some reason the Dalmasca, Wester Sands, Easter Sands always get always gets picked out for the Distant Worlds concerts. But for some reason, yeah, it just doesn't. There's just nothing on the soundtrack that just instantly speaks to me. If I start kind of dissecting it and looking through the tracks, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a decent track. Oh yeah, I like that. That one's okay, but just. There's nothing that just instantly stands out to me. And it's, it's weird. It's weird with that. Because I think with all the other games, I don't have that. Like Final Fantasy XI, the piece that always stands out to me instantly is Ron 4. Because it's so different from all of the other area themes. I remember listening to it before the game even came out when everyone thought it was called Longfall. Um, and I just remember, again, like it was a delight to run from Sandoria to the Valcom Dunes because I knew that I would get to listen to that piece of music and I knew that I enjoyed that piece of music way more than the Gustaberg theme and way more than the Saruta Baruta theme. Um, so I, I always used to like going to Sandoro because I knew I would get to listen to, to Ron 4 and sometimes I may elongate my stay in, um, in Ron 4 just to listen to it a bit more before the music changed by going to a new area. Final Fantasy 13 again th this is this is also weird when I was doing this exercise because Final Fantasy 13 represented a turning point for me also I just realized I did 11 after 12 which is a bit of a weird oddity for me considering 11 came out before 12 so sorry about that transgression um but yeah 13 uh, it represented a change in the type of themes that I could just recall and just think about so 13 for me, the, the, the track was Blinded by Light. Obviously, that was a huge promotional theme. And again, I know there's other themes in the 13 soundtrack that are good, like The Promise. 
Um, Dust to Dust is another one that's like really um, been drawn to me in recent times, but Blinded by Light to me just epitomizes that game. And I know we talked about that um, a couple of episodes ago, how it just, it's just a piece of music that epitomizes 13. 13 13.2, Caius' theme. Um, Again, I distinctly remember in the fight with Caius, just hearing that theme and just thinking, wow, like this, it was probably the first time in, in almost a decade when I was playing a Final Fantasy game and I just heard a piece of music and was just, wow, just thinking this is so, so good. It was so powerful. And I um, I know I'm in a minority here, but like if you if you if you're putting one winged angel on the pedestal, Caius's theme is pretty damn close in terms of what it actually achieves in terms like by being a theme for a boss. Like Caius's theme, fantastic piece of music. Final Fantasy 15, Hellfire was was one that just always sticks out to me. I can listen to that on repeat for hours on end because it's so good so many layers to that piece of music the way it transitions from part to part to part is immense and um yeah i love that piece of music and then more recently with the final fantasy 7 remake i guess because it's been another couple of years and i think the thing that stood out to me when i was playing these games like 13 13 2 15 as well like i had to play well, had to. <laughs> I played them all for review, so it was a very pressured playthrough compared to the the other games in the past. And maybe that's why the battle music stands out to me, and I remember those and recall those so much because they would have been really heightened moments. Because I would have been like, I have to get through this fight. I have to get through this fight, and so my focus would have been really, really tight on certain sequences that were taking place. But with the Final Fantasy VII remake. The battle music, as I've talked about um, in the podcast since, it kind of all blended into one for me. And I know that like there are certain pieces of music that uh, each of the battle themes has unique twists and there is flair in there. But they, but many of them have the same bass. Uh, one of my favorites since playing the game has become Ghoul because there is a fantastic part towards, I, I think, about two thirds of the way through the Ghoul uh, boss theme that has so, oh, it's, it's so good if you haven't listened to that again since then because it obviously is not the most memorable of fights it's like the the goal at the end of the or midway through um the graveyard um but go and listen to that i think it's on um disc five uh genova obviously when it goes into like the full genova thing it was great but the piece of music that i just really love from the seven remake that after playing the game i it was the first piece of music that i wanted to hunt down and listen to again on the soundtrack was home away from home for those who don't don't know and this is going to be spoiler free um but i think it's at the beginning of chapter uh 17 um you there's a moment where it's kind of a point of reflection and um it it just compared to everything else that had happened in the game i felt it was like the first point where it was just a bit of calm there's a chance to kind of reflect and the thing that i really liked about it was that i just i knew in my head 
that it was a an homage to a piece of music from the original game. And Laura and I had a very big discussion about what piece of music is it? Because there was a certain part in it right at the end of Home Away From Home where it's like, I can't remember what instrument it is, but it's it's um, kind of like a glockenspiel, uh, something like that. It's like a really, really high metallic sound, like twinkles um, that plays in like a little scale. And I was like, I really recognize that. And it's from uh, Holding My Thoughts in My Heart, which is what plays in the original game when the party leaves Midgar. And it just, it seems so perfect. Just this point. And I, I because of where that chapter is, I reloaded it a couple of different times. Um, and every single time it reloaded, I was just, it, the music just, I was, I was happy. It was one of those moments where I was just happy to, to let the music take me away and even now like listening back to the soundtrack it's probably the one piece of music that i would listen to more than any other piece of music on that soundtrack which is crazy to think about again because there are so many fantastic pieces of music on the seven remix soundtrack and the production values are off the chart with the soundtrack compared to even what we saw in final fantasy 15 but i think that's kind of the end of my discussion here i've tried to keep it short and sharp as i'm flying solo but it would be so great to hear you guys all go through the same activity too. Think about the games that you've played and the pieces of music that really call out to you more than any other when you when you think about it with your heart and not your head. It would be great if you could share your picks with us on social media too or, or even on the Discord server just so we can have a discussion about why certain tracks may resonate with you more than others. For now though, that is the end of the show. The next Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come on the 21st of July, and fingers crossed, Lauren should be able to join me for that. Until then, though, please be sure to check out our news coverage at FinalFantasyUnion.com, and if you enjoy what we do, then please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. For now, though, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for joining me on this solo flight. My name is Daryl, and this has been a Final Fantasy Union production. <laughs>